the beginning of the 40th chapter of Isaiah. Many of us know the end of the 40th chapter of Isaiah with the mount up on wings like eagles passage. That is so many people's favorites, including my own. Um, and so uh, here's the beginning. That whole chapter starts. Comfort. My people, says your God, speak compassionately to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her compulsory service has ended, that her penalty has been paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice is crying out, clear the Lord's way in the desert, make a level highway in the wilderness for our God. Every valley will be raised up, and every mountain and hill will be flattened. Uneven ground will become level, and rough terrain a valley plain. The Lord's glory will appear, and all humanity will see it together. The Lord's mouth has commanded it. A voice was saying, Call out. And another said, What shall I call out? All flesh is grass. All its loyalty is like flowers in the field. The grass dries up and the flower withers when the Lord's breath blows on it. Surely the people are grass. The grass dries up, the flower withers, but our Lord, our God's word will exist forever. Go up on a high mountain, messenger Zion. Raise your voice and shout, messenger Jerusalem. Raise it, don't be afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, Here is your God. Here is the Lord God coming with strength, with a triumphant arm, bringing his reward with him and his payment before him. Like a shepherd, God will tend the flock. He will gather lambs in his arms and lift them onto his lap. He will gently guide the nursing ewes. The word of God for the people of God. I won't sit in the front since we have a whole lot of poinsettias. Aren't they lovely? So I will uh, be over here for our children today. Today's the second Sunday of Advent, so we're getting closer and closer to the birth of Jesus at Christmas. Sometimes it feels like it's a long time. If you've waited for your parents to come home, you might feel sad while they're away. When you fall and scrape your knee and need to make the hurt go away, you want to feel comforted. What do you do when you need comfort and care from someone you love? You get a hug, right? Hugs are great. They help us feel supported. They help us feel loved. They help us feel comforted. So the verse we just heard out of the word from the prophet Isaiah said, comfort, comfort my people. And then at the end of that, it says, the Lord takes care of his flock like a shepherd. He gathers them, he gathers the lambs in his arms. Wow. What do you think about that? The shepherd gathers the sheep to comfort them. You know, we're each, you and me, we're all God's lambs. He wants to care for us. When we're scared or hurt, God wants to take care of us. God wants to take care of me. He wants to take care of you. The last week, I uh, challenged us to start building a shoebox scene of the manger, of the reason that we celebrate the season. So, so if last week we, you started that, hopefully you did. If not, now's a good time to start. But so we start with just the, the manger, right? So, so they get the box and have the hay, maybe. And the, so this time, if you haven't done it already, it'd be a good time to add the animals, right? The animal, mangers, places where animals eat, they have animals. So this week we can add the animals into the scene and add and build onto that because 
the animals remind us that God loves and comforts us just like a shepherd comforts the sheep. That's good to remember, especially when we might be scared or afraid or lonely or just frustrated, you know, with what's with all everything going on in our lives around us. Sometimes it's a little, sometimes we don't know exactly what's happening. And uh, God's always there to help us, to hold us, and to come. Let's pray. Loving and gracious God, we thank you that you care about us and want to hold us. Remind us of your comfort for each of us as we look at the animals. Help us to show others your love the way you love us. Amen. So in case you haven't figured it out already or been listening yet this service, today is the second Sunday of Advent, right? Which means we're getting closer to Christmas, which means there's work to be done. Oh my. It's quite one thing to realize that there's work to be done, and then another thing to realize that we're the one that needs to do the work. Ever notice that? You know, you see something needs to be done, and then it hits you that you've got to be the one to do it. Or in our house, it comes down to sometimes like, oh, gee, there's dog hair on the carpet. Oh, I guess that means I need to be the one to vacuum it, right? There's a difference between recognizing it needs to be done and recognizing you need to be the one to actually do the work. So thinking about that in the context of Advent, how might we be the ones who are about the business of lifting valleys and bringing down hills so that the way of the Lord is prepared? It seems maybe beyond us. I mean, that's a big task. That image comes from building roads, really, for the king. And you look how they build roads today, right? They lop off the top of mountains and fill in the valley so the road's flatter. Move things around so the road stays straighter. That's exactly what this is talking about. So how do we do that? seems like a huge task, right? Especially these days when... It seems like we're so limited in what we do or what we can do. So where do we start? Well, I submit that maybe we start with prayer. Not because there isn't anything else we can do, but because that's where worship begins. When we come together, we pray, right? There's a whole bunch of prayers in the service together. We pray. We learn to pray. We say the Lord's Prayer together. Maybe one of the first prayers that we, we learn how to do in worship. We pray, we learn to pray, we practice praying. And so what hills, what what hills need to be moved, what valleys need to be filled that we can be praying about? What are the things that need to move so that God's way can be accessed? What mountains are impeding that accessibility? Who what valleys are there, or maybe who's in the valley that needs to be lifted up so that they can see the one who comes? We pray not because we're helpless. We pray because we know where the true power is. So the second week of Advent, we, we pray. We pray as though we're members of a cleanup crew. That crew knowing they make a difference in the world and in the lives of those around us. One thing about prayer is prayer helps change us, right? That's the purpose of, part of the purpose of prayer is it it's allows God to be more present in our lives, and so it changes us. And so prayer doesn't just stop with praying. Prayer often moves us to service. And prayer doesn't prevent us from working and serving at all. See, the cleanup crew is a lot to do. So what can we be doing? What are things that what are things we can 
be doing to bring this message into people's lives? I mean, there are, there are ministries around us that are involved in doing just that. Talking to Rick this morning about up, the upper room. You know, I drove by there yesterday. It was busy. Big day. That's an important ministry. But not everybody is involved in that ministry, and that's okay because we have lots of other opportunities. Um, as a matter of fact, yesterday, there were two different feeding ministries that happened. One here in South Hill, one over in La Crosse. Or Lake Cross, excuse me. One of these days I'll get that right. I actually went over and helped with one in Lake Cross because I, uh, I know the pastor that helps head that up, and, and he put out an ap- appeal that he was a little short on volunteers yesterday morning. Um, they run that every Saturday. So another opportunity to serve. They'll be doing that the next two weeks. Go over to the big parking lot there in downtown Lake Cross, and that's, uh, you can help with that feeding and People show up, start showing up at 10. The food usually gets there about 11. Look around. There's opportunities to serve. I know several of the organizations around us that many here are members of are doing things like helping with the Salvation Army and helping with other, right? So there are lots of ways we can be present, even in our restricted ways, with those in the community around us and bring this message. It's not the time for us to sit back and wait for a return to normal. This is the time for creative thinking. This is an Advent spirit of anticipation and, and hope as we long for a new reality. So here in Advent, we're, we're looking forward by getting ready. We're anticipating by rolling up our sleeves and getting into work. Worship and prayer is our call to action. Not simply just an opportunity to feel good about ourselves. To worship gives us that spark that we can take our faith in action to the world around us. So let's do that. Many of us do already, but let's do that and be intentional about that. This can't be all inward-focused preparation. I mean, we need to do that too. We need to prepare ourselves for Christ. But that's not all it is. I mean, how do we make it clear that we care about the lives of those around us? How do we Invite the community to the good news. Worship cannot begin and end in the sanctuary or on the online stream. It's got to grow out of real needs in the lives of the worshipers and in the communities around it. And we light the Advent candle every year, right? In Advent. It's additional light, it's additional hope. It's, it's a way to point to what's coming. It's a way to give hope. But who's ready to be part of the cleanup crew and get to work? See, Advent helps us. We hear the word, right? But there's a proclamation part. We heard it in Isaiah, right? That Mark quoted even. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. I mean, John the Baptist appears every Advent to remind us that we haven't been paying enough attention. He tries to wake us up. He dresses oddly, captures fascination. He storms up and down the riverbank asking us to take the plunge. He doesn't seem to be here to listen at all. He seems to be here to talk, to announce, to shout. Except there's an asking for some participation here, right? He says that to try and have us join in to be part of the road crew. We've got streets to level and curves to straighten. I mean, there's things about our own lives we need to clean up, of course. 
there's also things in our community and in our world that we can be working on in terms of justice and anti-racism and just hatred and division. All kinds of things that we can, you know, crooks in the road that we can be part of straightening out. Response needs to be made. John wants us to be participants in our own salvation. The one who comes doesn't overwhelm us, doesn't transform us against our will. See, we have to be partners and contributors in the, conver- the conversation of hope and transformation that happens in our own lives. Yes, we have to take direction from God. God's way is always better than our way, right? Amen? This is the Lord's highway that we are straightening. I mean, it is the Lord's highway, right? I mean, it's not ours, it's the Lord's. But we're part of it. Isaiah doesn't begin with Jesus. I mean, the conversation of this doesn't begin with Jesus or John. It began a long time before that when we see it in Isaiah. That happened a lot of years before Jesus ever showed up. Jesus' response. Comfort or comfort my people, says your God. Remember? Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she's served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she's received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The action is to get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift your voice with strength. Cry to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See, God has heard their cry and comes with a response. God has listened and now speaks, and the word of God speaks in Jesus. But that's not the word that the first hearers of Isaiah heard. They heard home. You see, the people of God were in exile. They'd, they were out of the land they loved. They were no longer in the land that God had promised to them. They felt alone, adrift, in a world that seemed to be unfeeling and uncaring. Well, does that sound familiar at all? Sometimes it feels like our world is exactly the same as that. See, their society had begun to cater to the power and influence and wealth, and many suffered because of it. They forgot to look out for the ones on the margins, and now they were all on the margins. The systems in which they had placed their trust no longer were strong enough to support the life they took for granted. And so they cried out, and God heard. And God will bring them home, not necessarily to the home that they had thought and envisioned, but to the home that God envisions, the community that God calls us all to create. Home is the relationships that fulfill and connect us. That's the home we find in Jesus. The child in the manger and the Savior on the cross speak of home. Home is where we are loved and healed and heard. Christmas. The story of Christmas is that while there's a silent night, there's a need to listen and to shut out the distracting noise of the world and our own brokenness. But it's also a dialogue because the Lord's highway is a two-way street. Our call is to listen and to respond, to announce, to proclaim, to make way. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up. Do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. Company's coming. So we need to get ready. We need to make ourselves ready. We need to help make the world ready for the one who comes to lead us home. The joy is we get to be part of the cleanup crew. It's not a menial task. It's the glory of the Lord. That's a sign that we're 
We are those who know company is coming, and we want to be ready. We want to be hosts for the one and the ones who are coming to see the one, right? So we need to get to work because company is coming. We need to proclaim to the world even better than we already do. Here is your God. Let us be ready.